Hey, this is Andy Jenkins, and if you're like me, you really feel like you should probably do some goal setting, like you should plan ahead. You realize that there is this wisdom in, in really sitting down and intentionally charting your course forward, but maybe something reacts inside of you when you get to this idea of goal setting. You hear people talk about it, and something just kind of, it just churns, yet the tension is you realize, hey, there's probably some wisdom in that. Okay, that's totally me. That might be you. If that's you and you're wanting to look at some way to move forward and really integrate all of life, not not just business, not just fitness, not just your finances, not just your family, friends, fun, all, all these areas, but really just pull it all together and somehow manage a life that balances, that grows, that moves forward, I've got something for you. Here is a four-episode series. Now, let me tell you what's going to happen, just so you can kind of get the bigger picture. In episode number one of the series, I'm going to talk about, really, this fundamental, foundational idea of, of where do we even begin. Because so often, I think when we're setting goals, we, we just jump ahead, and we just look straight at the action, look, look at the thing that we want to crush. And so, really, we're, we're going to step back, and we're going to look at what, what are the first things we really need to consider. In the second talk, we're going to talk about the soundtrack that plays in your head. What is it that you really see? Because so often, the external world around you is really an overflow of what's happening on the inside. Talk number three, we're going to talk about the law of the harvest and this idea of sowing and reaping and the concept that whatever you put your hand to, that will prosper. And the idea that you're always going to reap where you sow, what you sow, more than you sow, after you sow. That, that's really one of my favorite topics to discuss. And then finally, in talk number four, we've got some pieces that will all pull together. And it's really going to be centered around this idea that to achieve big things, really, you got to start thinking small. Okay, so here's the talk. Listen in and then stay to the end because at the end, I've got some more information for you about some tools, some resources, some of them that you got to pay for, some that are completely free that are going to help you pull all this together. Here's the talk. So think of this as goal setting for people who know they should set goals, but really don't like the idea of setting goals. Or again, as I said it before, kind of advertising all of this stuff. Think of it as life planning for people who really would like a life, but they're really not sure uh, how to, to get there. Not sure what to do. Now, here's the big tip about all of this is in order to get there, uh, initially when we start talking about goal setting or life planning, most people start jumping right into activity. They start jumping right into, well, here's, you, you gotta make a list of all this kind of stuff that you're gonna do. And we start thinking of all these things that we're going to crush. However, I would say the best place to start is just to step back and look at how creation is wired because I, I think there's something fundamental 
into how the universe actually runs. And, and this is true. I'm, I'm going to quote some from the Old Testament here, a little bit from the New Testament. If you're not a person of faith, just kind of hear me out because I think this stuff is so applicable to everyone. And it's one of those things that's just true regardless of where you come from on the faith perspective. It's kind of like if I said the earth is round, it doesn't matter if, if you're a person of faith or not. Like That's something that's just actually true. And, and I really think that this is one of those things. So, so here it is, is if you open up the scripture back in the creation story in, in Genesis chapter one, there's this fundamental thing that occurs over and over and over again and again. And, and basically it, it, it's like this. We, we talked about this in, uh, I think it's this book right here, Hustle. We'll give away this one during this, during this video. In, in Hustle, we talk about God creates something, let us create, or let us make, and he makes something, you know, the sky, light, uh, certain animals, certain plants, kind of goes through that systematically, let us, and, and then there's this refrain over and over. It happens uh, six or seven times in that first chapter. The, the, the person who's writing that, which many, many people think it's Moses, we're, we're not sure, says, and then it was evening and morning, the whatever day. And, and it's so subtle. Evening and then morning, the first day. Evening and then morning, the second day. Evening and morning, third. Evening and morning, fourth day. Evening and morning, fifth day. Evening and morning, sixth day. There's this certain pattern that they had differently than what we have that they started their day with this evening. And then it was morning. Now, what... What I do, what you probably do, is we start counting the day when we wake up. We start with activity. And there are all these books that talk about, hey, if you're going to get a great start on the day, like the first activity that you got to do is like you got to have this quiet time, this planning time, this me time, this self. But when you look back in history, back to the very beginning, they started with this whole different rhythm that it wasn't about what you do. It's what about you don't do. It's, it's all about this pause. It's, it's all about this, this rest. It's all about just kind of stepping off the treadmill and just, just breathing. And, and then furthermore, when, when you look at it, uh, and, and by the way, maybe just a footnote, those of you who are Christian who are in that faith tradition as, as I am, uh, when, when you look at even they took Jesus off the cross, uh, when, when they killed him, you know, he's crucified about 3 p.m. They, they take him off before sundown because sundown is when the Sabbath actually started. So like all through history, they were they were counting. In fact, about Jews today still count the Sabbath when it comes in. They still count it starting evening the night before. There's this rhythm of rest before you get into your routine. There's this rest before the routine. This rest is part of the rhythm and what we tend to do is push, 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 push. And then we may, we may get a little sleep. In fact, we, we even take it as a badge of honor when we, we don't get much rest. We say I've pulled an all-nighter, right? But that's, that's, actually, that's actually backwards. Furthermore, they have this rhythm, not just this evening and then morning, not just this rest 
and then produce, rest and then produce. But every seventh day, there was this off. And, and in fact, if you read the story really closely, uh, man, Adam, was created at the end of that sixth day, meaning it was at the end of the productivity part. So like day six is evening and then all day and God's creating animals, animals, animals. At the end of that day, he creates Adam and then Adam's the last thing on the sixth day and then he goes into the evening of the seventh day and that whole seventh day is just rest. Like there's this whole reality that the first day that he even does anything, he just does nothing. And look at the created order there. There's this weekly rhythm of Six on, one off. Six on, one off. Six and one. Six and one. Six and one. It's just this cadence that's built into the fabric of the universe. And so when you start talking about goal setting, you start talking about life planning, like our, our tendency is just to lunge out there and just try to get stuff done. But you, you, you've got to step back and you've got to take this pause you you've got to take this this break and and I tell you I think there are two predominant reasons too why we don't but reason number one is this is we just get so anxious about all the stuff that we've got to do whether it's anxious about the yard anxious about the dishes anxious about I mean goodness this past year I was doing this home improvement project I was adding an entire wing onto the house, like back there behind me, anxious about, well, I got to do this thing and do that thing. I got to make this timetable, anxious about, I, I, some of you are running a home-based business. I've got to do this so I can make this money to do that thing. I mean, and, and legitimately, we get anxious about things that are important. And nobody gets anxious about things that don't matter, right? It's, it's the stuff that is important. Uh, what are we going to wear? What are we going to eat? The, the things in Matthew 6 that Jesus says, everybody chases and worries about these things. It's important things, yet what's more importanter, that's not even a word, but what's more importanter, that, that'll make it kind of stick in your head, right? What's more importanter is the, the pause. Um, the other reason we maybe don't pause is because our identity is so wrapped in the things that we do. Uh, our identity is wrapped in the paycheck. Our identity is wrapped up in the title. I mean, it was the most bizarre thing when I started working from home. I remember uh, every, every morning I would get up, take kids to school, just kind of drive around. And finally, uh, my little, he was a toddler at the time, Salter. He's my seven-year-old. You guys see him in pictures with me a lot. Um, kind, kind of my mini-me twin. He, he finally picked up what was going on, and he would take off out the door with me. Because he knew at some point, like, I'm just going to stop at a coffee shop, it would, you know, with a book or something. And like, I didn't know what to do. My identity was so wrapped in just being outside of the house. That I didn't feel like I was productive if I was sitting in the house. Um, there was this whole identity thing there. And, and all, all the experts are saying this, that, that rest is super important. Like, getting that rhythm right is so crucial. Because if not, you'll be anxious. If not, you'll chase your identity in the right, wrong things. And if not... You'll miss what rest does. Rest is when your body rebuilds physically. We, we talk all about that in this book, Claim, Claim Your Freedom. Rest is when your body that's broken down. I mean, athletes know this. You, you can actually overtrain, and you can train and keep training and fail because you don't give your body time to recuperate. And this, this is true. 
whether you're an athlete and you're riding a bike, as I, I was doing some training this week for an event that I've got coming up. I was riding up and down 38 back and forth. This is true if you're, and I don't want to say just, because that sounds like it's lesser than, but this is true if you're, uh, instead of an athlete, you're chasing toddlers around the house. That might be more, to use our word, importanter, and it, it actually is. This is true if you're running a home-based business. This is true if you're caring for an aging parent. This is true if you're a homemaker. This is true if you're running a business and going to the office every single day. That your body has to rebuild because of the awesome work that you do every single day. Um, one of the things highlight here because I, I can turn this into a commercial right that I, I use every day is ninja red right there um, because that is an antioxidant every every time you use your muscles they go through this process called oxidation where they just break down and then hopefully they they rebuild stronger but there's damage from the breakdown and so they don't always rebuild in the best way Sometimes they need some help, and that process of the cells breaking down is called oxidation. In fact, uh, some scientists actually say that aging is the process of oxidation plus oxidation plus oxidation plus oxidation over time um, without the, the rebuild and, and the reset. And so that's actually something I use every day because it's, it's an antioxidant. It, uh, helps and brings healing to that help to that whole process right there um, so rest getting that rhythm right evening morning six and one getting that whole thing correct in fact in fact one one pastor actually says it like this um rick warren give me, give me a hand raise maybe right there if you know who that is purpose-driven life it's one of the best-selling books of all time. It was really, really popular um, back. This will kind of date me. It was back really, really popular, like at the end of the '90s, early 2000-ish, right in that era. And he actually said this. He doesn't say it in that book. He said it when he was teaching from his church and in some of his other materials. He says that every single day, like you need a daily diversion. We're, we're not just even at the night rest, but somehow during the day, like you're stepping out, even if it's just to look at the clouds or go for a walk or it's your exercise routine or something that you do, you need this daily diversion where you're not always on because in that rest time, your body can rebuild. And in that rest time, it's not just your body that rebuilds, it's where mentally you reset. Some of you stay-at-home moms, you know this because you go to the bathroom even when you don't have to go to the bathroom because you can close the door and you can lock it and it gives you a pause. Because you know that you've got to you've got to re, re, reset. In fact, some of you go in there and you do this little thing that um, that I, I do. Not necessarily when I'm trying to trace kids, but just like when I got too much going on in the office and papers are shuffling everywhere, it's stress away. Just you you put it in your hands or you put it on your wrist and you you take a big dose because because you know rest is when you don't just physically rebuild. It's when you it's when you mentally. It's when you reset. So Rick Warren says that you need a daily diversion. You, you need a weekly withdrawal. So once a week, you got to have this time where you just take a longer stretch, a longer pause. I, I used to do this. I, st I still do. Sometimes I do it on the bike. Sometimes I do it when I'm running. But, man, it, it seems like, especially when the kids were little, I would make sure that every single Saturday I actually took this long run. I wouldn't even know where I was going to go. kind of had a general idea 
Uh, and if I was going during certain weather, uh, it's really hot, I, I would actually put on a little backpack that had some water, but I would go out for, for several hours, just leave, <laughs> literally walk out my back porch with some running shoes and head. And that was kind of the withdrawal moment that I had. Like that was my weekly long, I, I didn't go for speed. It was just that's, some of you do that. You go for long walks, you go out in nature, you paint, you read. You gotta have a daily aversion, a weekly withdrawal. You gotta have, what he says, is, is an annual abandonment where you're just off. No cell phone, nobody can get you, nothing like that. Like you're, you're gone because this resting, getting back to that rhythm of creation, this resting is when your body rebuilds, it's when your mind resets, it's, um, it's, it's really when your emotional capacity, when your emotions regulate. Um, and sometimes we all, we all need that. You, if you've had small kids, I've, I've raised a lot of kids. Got it. Let you in on a secret. Um, ten kids um, in this family, and that—that's a lot of kid, and that's a lot of practice. And what I notice is when many of, when many of them were little, um, you know, they would just start throwing this little tantrum. Their emotions would just get out of whack, and I and it just learned over time that if if we could just say, hey, it's time for you to go to BED, and I don't say it like that, maybe because you know. They would tune in and go, I don't, I don't want to go. But, you know, they start fighting. But I'd put them in the bed, and as soon as their head hit the pillow, they, even if it was in the middle of the day, um, sometimes it was at night, they, as soon as they did it, like they would wake up, whether it was two hours later, whether it was completely the next morning. These little, it was like like little miniature uh, demon children went, went to, 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 the, uh, to the bed, to the BED. They wake up, they're complete angels. And what was it? They just needed the mental reset. They needed the physical rejuvenation. They needed the emotional regulation. They needed everything. And here's the deal. Uh, you and I are the exact same way. You see, so when we start talking about goal setting, like that's where we begin is we actually begin with the rest. Okay, let me tell you the next thing that we do. And, and this is maybe just more of a concept um, than any other thing. And, and, th and the concept is this, is, is you've got to blow apart, for, for, for those of you who, who, who kind of, um, you know, mix this thing up, you, you've, you've got to blow up the whole idea that you have that some things are sacred, they're holy, they're religious, they're spiritual, and some things are not. Like, like I would just kind of term it like this, is we tend to have this false dichotomy that some things are sacred and some things are secular. Let me show you, and I'm going to show you how this fits in with your, your whole goal-setting life planning thing, but there's this great quote from Dan Miller. He's uh, one of the authors that I, I like to just kind of lean back on uh, when you start talking about the idea of work and start talking about the idea of, of kind of planning, what's your vocation, which, which vocal means means calling, right? There's this idea that there's this call upon your life. He says this, there's a Hebrew word. Hebrew is the language of the Old Testament. Avodah. Okay, so if I was, now they have a different alphabet than us completely, but if I was transliterating it into English, it would be A-V-O-D-A-H. Avodah, Hebrew word. Avodah, from which come both the words work and worship. See that? Now I would have thought those are Two completely different things. 
to the Hebrew man, uh, which remember, remember Jesus was Hebrew. Moses was Hebrew. Joshua, who took the promised land, uh, Hebrew. Paul, uh, a lot of you quote Paul, uh, New Testament, Hebrew. Um, to the Hebrew man, his Thursday morning activities were just as much an expression of worship as being in the synagogue on the Sabbath. Nothing in Scripture depicts the Christian life as divided into sacred and secular parts. Rather, it shows a unified life, one of wholeness, in, in which everything we do is service to God. And, and I would even say um, service to each other, including our daily work, whatever that work may be. See, this is, this is an incredible concept right here. Because so often we think that the important stuff is like something that's out there that's this amazing thing we'll do in the future. And he's saying, like, wait, wait, hold on. No, no, no. There's such a blur between heaven and earth and, and between what's really divine and what's not. Like it, it just infuses all of life. And so when you, you get that, so often we're anxious. So often we refuse this rest pace. Because we're thinking there's some important thing that's on our life, this important call that we've got to reach out and attain to. And he, and he would say, no, 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 where you are in life right now isn't who you are. Who you are is who you are. You have this intrinsic identity, this value that's given to you by your creator, and that is settled once for all time. And so, you know, critics, push them aside. Uh, the calendar, it's important, but but... Where you are right now in life is not who you are. Um, and an achievement that you reach out to with planning and goal setting and all of this is, is not going to make you a better person or a different person. Your value is already set. And so when you come to goal setting and come to life planning, it's not about strategically reaching something that's all of a sudden going to make you a valuable person. You're, you're already, in the eyes of your creator and in the eyes of the people that matter the most, intrinsically worthy of love and acceptance, the goal setting and life planning then is about stewarding the amazing call that is on you. Do you see that? It's not about attaining something. That's already been settled. It's about stewarding what's already been given to you. Um, there's this great verse Paul says in Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. Um, some of you will recognize it when I start saying it. By grace, your saved is the gift of God, not by any work, so no one should boast. Now, you think about that. What is the one thing that we all do? We all boast about like everything. Like I'm so worthy. I deserve blah blah blah. Because like we, you know, like we we tend to do that. We tend to go on and on and boast. He says, no, no, no. It's all grace, and that grace not only saves you from past clutter that we all have, right? Uh, I mean, like I'm I'm in my mid forties, um, and if you're my age, five years, either way. Like, you don't get to that age without a bunch of junk in the trunk, right? Some of it, your fault. Some of it, other people's fault. Some of it planned. Some of it unplanned. It's just, man, but, it, but grace covers it. And Paul goes on and he says this grace also foreordained. Just read Ephesians 2, 10. These incredible words that you would walk in that God foreordained beforehand. And so when we come to life planning, goal setting, it's not about, like, just getting out there and crushing the business. It's not about getting out there and losing some weight. It's not about it, like all these other things that would be, you know, worthy endeavors for sure. But it's about stewarding the amazing call that is upon your life. It is about stewarding everything that is there 
for you. Do you see? And that empowers you when you get that down to just focus and you, with lots of freedom, just do you. Do you see? Okay, there you have it. I trust, I hope that you got something beneficial from that that you can take, that you can apply right now in multiple areas of life. Let me tell you about two tools that I've got for you. One of them is paid, one of them is absolutely free. Uh, The first one is the paid, and you can find links to these each, by the way, in the show notes right here of this talk, whatever platform it is that you're listening from. There is a It's a new hardback. It's like a moleskin-like hardback, 440 pages. It is the advanced planner. Now, a few years ago, I used to lead a men's event, and we did it twice a year, and it it was actually known as the advanced. Many of you that listen in have been to that event before, or you had husbands that went to that event, spouses, boyfriends, whoever that went to that, uh, wrote the curriculum for that. In fact, you can get the book. I'll put the link to it in the show notes where I've I've piled in all of the information that we used to teach at that event. Um, it was incredible. And along the way, I created this resource, created this life planner. It was a calendar and we never really published it. We, we gave away some paperback versions at the event to really help people sync up with a lot of the life management life planning, time management, uh, goal setting, there's that term again, all of those tools that we were pulling together, and we never really published it until just this last year uh, with Oily App. Uh, Ernie Yarbrough and I were talking with Dr. Jim Bob Haggerton and some other people that we work with, and, and we had produced a planner for women. That was, you know, spiral bound. That looked pretty. It was beautiful, um, and you can check the website there if if that is something that interests you. But we thought, man, we've got to have a tool for guys, and we had published the advanced books there. It had published a, an abbreviated version, done some online courses, and just kind of thought, man, now is the time. And selfishly, <laughs> I wanted a planner that I could use. And so we just resurrected that old project, put it back together, and it is available. I'm not going to talk too much about it, but it is two pages per day that will help you plan. And then inside the same planner, it has two pages where you kind of open it up and it has this journaling. It also has uh, guided questions that really help you kind of reflect on the day. Uh, I did this for about a quarter uh, just to test drive it. And the results that I got were amazing, especially in light of the minimal amount of time that it took. It kept everything organized. That was another thing, too. People say, well, you should journal. Well, (laughs) ironically, I write. That's one of the things I do uh, professionally to earn money, to kind of keep my keep. Uh, But I can't stand journaling, but I got all this in a tool and it works fabulously. So I'm going to put a link down where you can log on, look at that. If that's a tool that would interest you, it's undated. So you could literally get it shipped to you and start it immediately uh, just dating the pages. And there are options where you can buy it by the uh, single, which would last you for three months or take a shot at it and just go all in and get a discount and do it for an entire year. Um, and, it, and it looks exquisite. It's it's fabulous. Pin loop, rubber band, two ribbon markers, all that kind of stuff. Um, if you're not there yet and you just need a free tool to get started, if you'll follow the link down in the show notes, I've got a freebie for you. I've got the first few pages of that planner 
where you can download them absolutely free. And you will, once you've heard the four talks in this series, you'll be able to start filling out some things, looking ahead, planning, and you'll see if that's a tool that's good for you uh, or if it's not. And shoot, you you can just download that PDF and you could uh, make copies or do whatever you need to do and toss that thing in a three ring binder and just kind of drive it on your own. If maybe you don't want to go in with the hardback yet. Maybe you just kind of want to do spiral bound or use one of those tool, T-U-L, um, uh, binders that they have like at Office Depot and Staples and all these places where you can uh, remove the paper and put it back in. Hey, if that's you, take the tool absolutely free. We just want to see you uh, do better. As we say often, you are created for something extraordinary, for something supernatural. Don't settle for normal when you are made for super normal. Don't even know if that's a word. Don't settle for natural when within your reach is the supernatural. Don't settle for a life that's ordinary when you were made for extraordinary. Until next time, grace, peace. May the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you. I will see you again really soon.